G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Ask anyone you like what their purpose is in life and no doubt we'll get quite a variety of different answers. But let's take a look at that question from a different perspective. What's God's purpose for your life? That might just have a few people stumped. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we kick off a new series of messages called Rekindling the Flame to look at the gifts and abilities that God's given you. And please do stick with me because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's also called Rekindling the Flame. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you be all that God made you to be. It's such a blessing for me to be able to join you again today, not just at the beginning of a new week, but at the beginning of a new series of messages. I've called this series Rekindling the Flame because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get tired. I mean, I love doing what I do. I absolutely love it. But even when we love doing what we're doing, even when we're serving God with all our hearts, sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we get run down. Sometimes so many things around us seem to be going wrong that when we lose our our drive, our sense of direction, our determination, our, our purpose in life, Have you ever found that? Just this morning I was sitting praying, feeling as though I was getting close to running on empty and asking the Lord to fill me afresh, which he did. But this reality of being drained by life, by service, by by all the things that we go through is a reality that pops up again and again for most of us. Have you noticed? So that's why we're going to spend the next few weeks on the program in God's Word, letting him speak to us, letting him into the deepest and darkest places in our hearts to rekindle the flame. And there's no better place to be doing that than the Apostle Paul's second letter to his young protege, Timothy. So let's have a look at how Paul opens up his letter to young Tim. See, Tim has served with Paul all over the place, in Ephesus, as a courier. They wrote a few of the letters in the New Testament together. So Paul was obviously Timothy's mentor. And as any mentor has for his protege, Paul had a special place in his heart for Tim. So why is this significant? Well, as you and I spend the next couple of weeks in this letter, my prayer is that in this fatherly warmth that we discover from Paul to Timothy, we too will experience the fatherly warmth from our Father God, who's speaking to us through Paul's powerful words. So, how does Paul kick this letter off? 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus... To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I'm sure, lives in you. For this reason I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. 
What a fabulous start. Remember, Paul's been through so much in his life. He's been beaten, reviled, he, he's lost his position and status. He's had a murder plot against him or two. Riot's been run out of town. He had to flee for his life. Unbelievable stuff. And he starts out with a statement, a feisty statement, if you will, of his central purpose in life, to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. Why does he do what he does? To bring the life that comes only through faith in Jesus out into a lost and hurting world. The the easiest thing in the world when you're travelling through difficult times is to lose your focus. But nowhere, not once in any of his letters do we see that of Paul. He is called by God to be an apostle, one sent out to do the will and the work of God. And as we're going to come to see, this this whole tension between trials and, and temptations and tribulations that we go through on the one hand and the call of God on our lives on the other can throw us completely off course. That, as it turns out, is what this letter to Timothy is all about. Because Paul wants something special for Timothy. He wants a special blessing for this young man. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you see that? Paul Paul wants Tim to experience grace and mercy and peace. And this letter is all about showing him how. Paul's been praying for him even though he himself is going through some really, really difficult times. And Paul recalls the tough times they've been through together in Christ's service, the tears... And now he takes the opportunity to get Timothy focused on his purpose, focused on his mission. Rick Warren of Saddleback Church is perhaps best known for his book and teaching series, The Purpose Driven Life. But this isn't something that Rick somehow invented in the 21st century. He discovers it right back here in the 1st century through Paul and others who would not be shaken from the purpose that God had for their lives. And God had such a purpose, not just for Paul, but for Timothy. So Paul reminds him of three things. First, the trouble that God's gone to, to hand a deep, powerful faith down to Timothy. Have a listen to this. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. When we're going through tough times, we do well to remember the amazing things that God has already done in our lives. The faith that he's placed in our hearts. Do you ever go through tough times and then all of a sudden God reminds you, look at the trouble I went to to bless you. Look at the trouble I went to to get you here. Look at how I've protected you over all this time. It is an awesome thing, friend, to look back and see the things that God has done in our past. And so we're going through tough times and we remember those and they give us strength. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that came from your grandmother to your mother to you. Secondly, in light of this faith, Paul calls Timothy to do something amazing. For this reason, he says, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. We each have a gift, something that God's given us that that we can do better than just about anyone else we know. And how easy is it for that gift, that ability, that dream to become obscured by the cares of this world, by the sheer grind of living out our lives day after day after day? Friend, you have such a gift. You have such a dream. And when you think about it, back there in the first century, rekindling something, it wasn't easy. When there were just smouldering embers left there lying in the fireplace, it would require a careful gathering of dry kindling placing it delicately over the few remaining embers and then then fanning the flames. 
seeing the flames catch to the kindling, placing slightly larger pieces of wood onto it, and then even, even larger pieces before it again became a raging fire. This is what Paul is calling Timothy to do, to rekindle the gift within. This is what I believe God is calling us to do. Is it hard? Is it scary sometimes? Yes, yeah, sure it is. We can only gather here because of what Paul is saying to Timothy, that young Tim was at risk of losing his way, at risk of losing the purpose of God placed on his life, at risk of forgetting the dream. That's why Paul writes and says, I remind you because of all the trouble God's gone to, to rekindle the gift within. And Paul knows that what he's asking Timothy to do is hard. So the very next thing he says is, God didn't give you a spirit of cowardice but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Friend, over the coming weeks, we're going to be chatting about rekindling the flame in your heart because I believe that many, many people have been drawn away from the purposes of God for their lives by this imposter of the world called success. And I believe with all that I am that God wants us not to waste our lives. He wants us to fulfill the destiny and the plans and the purposes that he set out for us before any of our days has yet existed. gifts and abilities that God's given to his people, people like you and me, are still there, but they're dormant. With all my heart, I believe that God wants you to be all that he made you to be, to use those gifts and abilities for his glory. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Rekindling the Flame, and is full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you do just that, to become all that God made you to be. You can request your free copy of this booklet right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.